Hello, hello. This is Reality of Reality. I'm Aliza Rosen, a longtime TV producer and development executive. Every week on the podcast, I talk to interesting people in all aspects of unscripted content. Today on the podcast, it's part one of my chat with some producers in our unscripted industry about TV production in the time of COVID. So how has the industry changed in the last month and how are shows being produced differently? What's being sold right now? What will the future look like for the industry because of all of this? I have a million questions. In part one, I talked to my friend Jenny Daly, president of Critical Content and Drew Tappan, chief creative officer for 495 Productions. It was so great to catch up with both of them personally and professionally, hear how they're both weathering the storm. First up, it's my good friend and the first person to ever come on Reality of Reality, Jenny Daly. Yay, I'm here with my friend Jenny Daly, looking like a damn supermodel with no makeup on. Yeah. Have you been in the sun? What's happening? Not at all. Not at all. God bless you. It's the corona glow. (laughs) (laughs) Very much. I'm feeling just healthy and happy. No, I am happy. I feel lucky. I am healthy. All our family's been healthy, so that's good. I'm so glad. And your boys are adorable. And your new puppies. I just got a little sneak peek. Gorgeous. Here we are. Here we are. are. Because you just decided you needed some chaos during this time of chaos. So you adopted two puppies. God bless you. My son just came in here. Quinn, I don't want a meeting in here. You have meat outside in the kitchen, please. I'll get to Quinn later. We'll ask the tough questions. Okay. (laughs) So Jenny, before we start... I want to remind you that you were my very first podcast pilot guest a million feels like a million years ago. And now look at me. I know. Look at you. Look at the success. Look at how well you can say you knew me when I mean, I will be thanking you at my podcast Oscar acceptance speech. You should. You should. I really should. Yeah. I mean, I always joke about that. You've got an amazing pool of talent all the people in our industry who has just have just flocked to your podcast and been a part of it. I feel honored. You paved the way. I feel honored to be back in the loop again. Thank you so I much. I love it. The best part about that podcast is that just, this is why I love you because you had no idea what you were doing. None. You just did it because I wanted you to, because you're that person. And then when we left, you're just like, what, what did we just do? Where is this going to be? What's happening? <laughs> no idea. I'm very, so I'm very good. filtered. You can tell. I, I'm very, I'm very conscientious about who hears what I say. Yeah, right. Glad, glad, glad I keep those walls up. Exactly. We need the boundaries. All right. So, how are you doing? How are you holding up? How personally, professionally? What's what's the state of the union over there? Sure. Are you speaking specifically as me as an individual or as a company as critical? I mean, I want to hear about the company. I want to hear how you're doing first as my friend, if you're keeping your sanity, and then I want to hear what critical's up to and how you're dealing with it as a company. Well, as a individual and your friend, I will take both. Um, I would say we are holding up uh, well in that I feel fortunate. You know, we live in Los Angeles. We're not in an apartment. We're on top of each other 24-7. We have, you know, an outside, a big yard and a pool and a jacuzzi, you know, and a, and a trampoline. So I have two boys, 7 and 11, who can physically get out there. It's been hard with the rain. So we've been trapped inside for the last couple of days. It just, you know, the sun came out today, which was awesome. Um, So in the world of how deeply this is affecting, you know, I'd say 
us as a family, it's just disappointing to not have school because my one son is graduating from sixth grade. He went to the school all, you know, kindergarten up. He's not getting any graduation. He's not doing all the fun stuff that he would have with his final class till he and he's moving on next year. Um, you know, they miss their friends. My seven-year-old, who is a first grade equivalent, he is doing homeschooling and he misses being able to have play dates. Like my other son can be on the phone and that kind of thing, but he misses being physical with his friends. So yeah, it's been, you know, it's not fun in the sense of missing all that good stuff. But as a family, it's been, I guess, the best it could be. I do like to be here all day with my kids, which is, I don't know, the last time I did that since I literally birthed them. Uh-huh. So the fact that I can actually be here every day and available is pretty cool. Um you know, so it is what it is. As far as a business goes, it's been a whole different world of how we are operating. You know, critical, uh, I, I, interestingly enough, as you know, I sold my company at the end of 2008 and really started in 2019. And during 2018. Time, oh yeah, 2018. Sorry, did I say eight? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it like, hasn't been that yeah, long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. No, 2018. And then really kicked in in 2019. So it's been a year. Um, And it would have been interesting to be going through this as an independent without being kind of a, you know, united under the critical banner. And I was thinking about that, like how I would have uh, kind of prevailed independently. Uh, Interesting. You know, it would have been interesting at this time. A lot of, you know, our shows at critical, every single shows in production has stopped down. Every single show that we've had in post, though, has remained. We outsourced it to homes, you know, uh, you know, getting, getting um, kind of a, a, a leap ahead. We were a couple weeks ahead seeing this. So we had uh, a lot of, um, you know, as far as assistance with our post soup, ensuring that we were able to get that into people's homes. So that's been good. But obviously, cash flow for a large company, you know, is difficult to maintain And so we just literally, as of today, had to furlough people, um, you know, and had to minimize internally salaries and a scale of degree of what that percentage is, depending on your your, um, kind of salary intake. So, you know, it's not fun. No. Furlough people. It's not fun to, you know, minimize salaries. Um, Which were the shows that you guys had in production? Um. In production or in post? Yeah, no, that were already that you had to stop down. Uh, we had about seven series that we had to stop Oof. down. Gosh, yeah, that's hard. so um, you know that were just about to go. Some that were about to go into production. Some, you know, a lot. Um, so active, I would say in that way. Um, yeah, and pilot, you know, maybe who knows, maybe more. But point is, it's um you know, it's, it's been difficult as a company. Luckily we do have a, a financer, obviously we're owned by Anchorage media. So we are getting some financial support. The difficulty in that one is we don't necessarily apply under some of the um, government uh, uh, as far as financial loans because of being owned by a VC. So it's really? been a little, yeah, it's, in, it's kind of a unique uh, quandary. So how the system was set up, but they're putting new laws into effect on kind of almost like a weekly basis. So, um, with that, we're, you know, we're actively working through it, trying to keep people gamefully employed. We have been selling 
through this though, which is so great. So tell me we about have, that. Yeah, we have a couple shows right now that are going to be what we're calling quarantine capable, <laughs> where we can produce them while this is happening. Um, we have, uh, you know, we're up in, in starting production on two of those series, literally starting this week. Wow. Um, we have a third that we're in the middle of right now securing. A lot of these are celebrity driven mm-hmm. and they're all, you know, being ma- managed and produced via zoom via, you know, as far as Microsoft teams, us putting, uh, you know, kind of a 4k camera that we deliver to their door and a possible like really pretty ring lighting so that, you know, in a microphone, so it looks good. Sounds good. It's still quality. Um, you know, we're deep in that right now, um, which is exciting to know that we've been successful and we've been selling, um, you know, presentation, a lot of development, like casting that's happening right now with uh, a multiple networks, um, across the board that will then go into production as soon as we're done casting some that are Corona specific type of casting, um, that wouldn't be able to be made unless this was happening. So it's, uh, you know, it's an interesting time and we've shifted really strongly as a company aggressively kind of from day one. So I'm pretty proud of that. Um, you know, but it still doesn't, uh, we're still not as far as, you know, being, we're, we're still not a company that can say, oh, we're not going to have to deal with any um, cost cutting or, or anything like that. I mean, you look at the Disney's of the world, you look at AMC, you, I mean, uh, you know, the movie chain, uh, you know, everywhere they're having to kind of unfortunately put cuts to keep their overhead, you know, and their company down and their over, you know, their company's alive. Yeah. And as a manager and someone who owns a company, like you said, it's not fun. You, you rarely have to do stuff like that. So I can't imagine that doesn't take a toll on you knowing that people, I mean, this industry is hard anyway, because there's so many freelancers, but usually you can land something else. In this case, it's not so easy. So that's tough. Well, the good thing that we are doing for anybody who is being, um, for furloughed, right? And that's, I'm pronouncing that correctly, right? It's just, it's such a- It's for loft. For, no, no, it's for you, right. <laughs> for loft, for right, That's how it's spelled. Let's it, it sound a little furloughed. Who yes. are being furloughed. We're, um, we're trying to put them on our series right now that are going into uh, effect immediately so that they can kind of at least transition right. into something else that can secure financial, you know, as far as consistency. So that we're doing across the board to anybody that we've had to put in this position. That's great. So in terms of the stuff that you've sold, that's kind of celebrity based, because I spoke to another, I spoke to our friend Drew Tappen today. Um, I think I'm going to be putting your guys podcast together. And we talked about the celebrity of it all that, that through this, the kind of nice silver lining is that they've been more accessible because they're home just like the rest of us. Was that something where you had tried to get those celebs before without success? And then when this happened, you were able to just zoom in and get them? I mean, we haven't been, uh, you know, kind of, yeah. I mean, the answer is, let me, let me start again. Yes. Celebrities are absolutely more accessible right now because they are at home. Um, a lot of them are being, um, you know, as far as requested and asked to do these things ever since celebrities kind of went online and started doing their own postings, which I think immediately was an attraction um, for a lot of networks to say, oh, this is an opportunity for us, um, you know, to be able to cap, you know, capture 
kind of a, a you know, an, a celebrity when they're at a position where they're not really doing a lot because celebrities are so busy, as we know, constantly. It's kind of an opportunity um, to allow them to have some kind of outward facing, you know, kind of fun, if you will, this is moment or our release or engage um, to express what they're doing, how they're feeling in some lighthearted way or some more serious, obviously it's across the board, but um, yeah, much more available than they ever would have been at this point. So how does that work with budgets? Because obviously that's so stripped down. You're talking about a 4k camera, you're paying the celebrity, but there's no real production costs other than some editing. Like how does that change the budgets? And then how do you guys monetize that? Yeah, the budgets are going down. Definitely. But it, we still have bodies that have to produce these, if you will. I mean, you're not just putting a camera on a celebrity and saying, go. So like any show you make, you have to put the creative together. You have to have show producers. You have to have APs who are behind the scenes constructing all of the elements. You need a casting director. You need, um, you know, you need to then have your production as far as uh, coordinators and your line producers and your EICs who are ensuring that we're getting all the equipment we need, that, you know, it's, it's all um, being handled in that way. And then with post, um, these are not live shows, most of them. Uh, there is post involved. There are quick turnarounds. So clearly our post is not being uh, utilized like it normally would on series where there would be like, you know, at least eight weeks of one episode. We're fast tracking these so that's where you get the cost to be, you know, to minimize. We're obviously not, um, you know, using our office. <laughs> so that cost can be minimized, even though we do have post facilities, meaning finishing in our offices. And we also have sweetening in our offices. Um, you mean that's actively happening now? Yes. Meaning some companies don't have full posts. They have to outsource for finishing. Oh, I see. We, we actually finish our shows in-house too. Right. But are you guys still having to pay the full freight for office for your offices, even though people, a lot of people aren't there? Oh yeah. I mean, it's like rents to any place you have to, you know, they're expecting it now. Can you get breaks in that? Have we, you know, can you say, Hey, we can't pay it right now. We'll wait for this. I mean, it's like, it's a negotiation with any, any kind of uh, I'd say landlord or, you know, yeah. you're a tenant. So technically, do we owe that rent every month? Yes. You know? So what about networks right now? So you said you're still pitching, you're selling. What are you hearing from networks in terms of what they're looking for? I mean, I see the mandates from the agencies, but you being on the front lines and having a lot of friends that you speak to every day, what's your sense of how they're dealing with this and what they want moving forward? Well, the networks, I think at this point, are all some of them capturing this moment and utilizing this kind of programming to kind of be present and be, you know, what is happening in, in the now. Um, others are looking to say, let's develop now. So as soon as we're done, we can be in production, which means we can be getting shows on for at least possibly fourth quarter. And that tends to be the biggest holes is where they're worried about fourth quarter. Most, you know, networks, as you know, have programmed their year out by this point. And if they have a couple holes, it's during that point. Um, as things were in production, a lot of them, if they can't fulfill, say, their third quarter, then they'll either look to do shows that are, you know, similar to the ones I'm selling right now, or they'll look to um, repackage 
you know, programs that they already have in the can or produced that they could reimagine by doing some kind of, you know, repacks on them or some kind of different way that they feel fresh. So are you feeling positivity from them in terms of like, well, weather the storm, things will get back to normal soon, or is there more panic? What's your sense of how they're coping? There's no sense of, it was panic in the first two weeks. You know, that was pandemonium. That was like, uh, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? You know, and we were, I mean, I was on the phone, like literally with every single network, like boom, 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 like for a good, at least two weeks straight. This week is the first time it's gotten a little calmer. Um, in the sense of, you know, are the networks feeling uh, a sense of, you know, doom? Are they, you know, are they worried? I think what I'm hearing is they're all expecting this to kind of, um, you know, the restrictions to, to minimize come June is kind of our magic timeline right now. Hopefully come June, we'll be back in production everything will kind of be back to being able to, uh, you know, get our, our crews out in the fields and capturing what we want to be doing. So that's kind of the magic month, (laughs) if you will. Um, if it goes past June, then I think that's where it starts to get problematic. So what are we going to do then, even as a company, if past June, then what does that mean for us? Because we've kind of now reimagined what our year is going to look like, what, you know, kind of our projections of our, our, you know, cash flows and all of that. And that's what we're projecting to happen internally as well. Um, and so far it seems with the curves of obviously in the peaks of the, of the virus, it feels like that's a realistic timeline. God, I sure hope so. So finally, just to be a little cheesy about it, what do you think? I mean, it's been so hard, forget all of the true heart, hardship with people getting sick and dying and obviously people losing their jobs, horrible things. Have there been silver linings for you guys as a company, or do you see a silver lining going forward for the industry at large? I mean, there doesn't have to be. uh, Well, no, I'm, I'm just, I think interestingly enough, it's a, you know, it's an adaption of how you produce, you know? Yeah. So I think it is kind of interesting because we're all kind of adapting immediately of how we can be successful without physically being in the room shooting a camera. So it kind of puts everybody in a new perspective of, of production. Um, one show that, that I'm working on, um, the conversation today was with or without Corona, this is how we would want to do the show. So it's kind of interesting because we went into it with a very different approach. And now as this is happening, it actually will be more cost effective and efficient for the network. So it'll make them more eager to do this show. Um, so in a way it's kind of like, huh, this is an interesting way to reimagine what it means to do, um, you know, kind of to do television. I think that could hurt us though. Cause networks might say, yeah, do it the cheap way. <laughs> and then we're gonna be exactly. Our budgets are going to plummet. Right. Like it's already bad good. enough. I know. Speaking like, of which God, you had, a whole series. So you guys produce very cavalry. Yeah. There has been a whole series going on with them unintentionally in the Bahamas, right? This is insane. Right. Have they been capturing it? Oh no, no. We haven't been shooting them oh, in the Bahamas. But have they did they self shoot or do anything you can you you can use for the future? No, no, because we're actually shot out on our fi- on this season. We're moving into season four, which we haven't started yet. I know. I know, but will she have footage? Yeah, because she's with, you know, Justin and Scoot, who are a big right. part of this last season. 
they've been in the Bahamas. They just got back, you know, this week. I saw that. It became a whole Twitter thing. Yeah. So it's been funny because she was going to come home and then she got stuck there. She's like, I'm the queen of Bahamas. Yeah. It's hilarious. I mean, Kristen is so great. So There's she's just, you know, places to be stuck. Exactly. So I think in the world, I said the exact same in the world of being stuck. I think you're in a good place. Seriously. Um, but no, we're in between shoots, you know, in between seasons. So actually, no, we're, we're not covering that. Okay. That would have been good. It would have been good. It would have been Damn really it. good. Damn it. Darn. Who knew? Well, Jenny, thank you as always for making the time. You're the best. I wish you and your company well during these hard times. I'm sure you'll rebound. No problem. Sounds like you're already doing really well in the face of it all. So hats off. Thank you. And I appreciate being a part of this. And and if there's any, you know, kind of silver lining in the bigger picture for families is the fact that we really are having a much more, I'd say, um, kind of bonding time period that kind of harkens back to, you know, the seventies when we all would sit down and have dinner together every single night. It's kind of lovely, um, to, you know, bring families together in a way that, that is, I, I think hasn't been seen at least in, in this century, you know, it's, yeah. it's a little taken over. And that's so sweet that you still love your family so much. How adorable. <laughs> I do love my family. I'm lucky. So I do. <laughs> I love it. All right. Thank you, Jenny. You're the best. Talk All to right. you soon. Lots of love. Talk to you soon. You okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. That was my chat with Jenny, who, by the way, adopted two adorable puppies during this crisis. And I took a picture of one of them on her lap during our Zoom call. And you can see that if you go on my social media posts, I posted that picture. So adorable. So next up is my friend, Drew Tappen. I originally interviewed Drew September 25th, 2017. So if you want to listen back to our chat, you can hear all about his career. But here's our chat today about what's going on with him and 495 Productions. And we also talk about our mutual Howard Stern fan club and how he's been a lifesaver during these times. I'm here with my friend, Drew Tappen. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm okay. How do you look so good in a pandemic? Uh, You know what? This is part of my thing. Like I force myself every morning, wake up, shower, shave, start the day. Like I try to keep it on a schedule. I try to keep that for the sake of my husband and my kids. I just want, I want to try to keep it as normal well you look great and i can say you are quarantined in the offices of 495 productions with no people it must feel like the apocalypse it feels like the apocalypse and i also understand how very lucky i am because it means no one else is here and that was sally Ann's thing she goes i do not want you going to the office i said no one else is there it gives me the ability to like, I've got the phone. So I have like eight lines. I never trust that my iPhone is going to connect me correctly. And I can print things out. I can do what I need to do. It's, 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 it's a luxury that no one else has right now. So I'm very grateful. And you're grateful that you don't have to spend all day with your damn kids. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I think it's good for them and for me because yes. I leave, at, I leave in the morning and I come home at night and it's like, Oh, life is the same. Right? No. Right. But, but right. Summer. So in that way, it hasn't really changed your family dynamic because Jerry's home with them and you're at work. Yeah. They just are there all day and they're doing school <laughs> oh, yeah, that. Zoom and Google Classroom and oh, stuff yeah, like the, that. But everything's different. But you know what? They're they're almost 11. So they wow. it's kind of the perfect age because 
they're not 16 where they'd be driving around with their friends, but they're not five where you have to give them constant, you know, they, so really, they can kind of deal with things on their own. And I don't How think they, they understand. Almost 11. That just blew my mind. I know. I know. Me too. That's crazy. Talk about feeling old. Talk about feeling right? old. Oh my God. And how, how are, are you? you? Well, I'm okay. You know, I, I think we've talked about, you know, we're both people that have some anxiety in life and, yes. you know, I find it's sometimes day to day, sometimes hour to hour. Last two days have been really good. I had like a really good two weeks. I had all this manic energy and I was baking and cleaning and working and I was so busy and I was working out and taking walks and it was like, I didn't have a spare second and I felt so good. Right. And I hit a wall like a week ago and I had like a really bad four days where I'm like, we're all going to die and life's awful. And then I kind of came back and I'm back on my upswing. But I think that my manic energy is leveled out to like, okay, now I like you, I have to keep my routine, but I'm not a, I'm not a crazy person either way. I'm just kind of more well, it, even. It's funny. I think that probably even people who don't are not predisposed to be anxious like we are, are, are having that now because right. I'm finding it hour to hour, almost minute to minute where I'll be in the middle of something and focused. And all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on in the world right now? Right. And, and, and someone said to me very early on, they're like, stop your intake of the news at like six o'clock or something. Because I had that whole notion where I had dreams where like it was not pandemic dreams, but they were pandemic influenced dreams, basically infused, I guess. Yes. Um, I had a dream and I was in a parking garage and I couldn't get out of the parking garage. Like I, everywhere I went, there was no exit. So it was exactly I've been having those dreams and I used to have them anyway, but they're more profound and more frequent now where I can't get to where I need to go. Right. I'm constantly right. trapped in wherever I am. Right. And and I think that I have a bit of a catastrophic worldview anyway, where I feel <laughs> yes. like everything's, you know, when a network gives me bad notes, the, the world is ending. So totally. now this really puts a different take on prioritizing what's really important, what's really catastrophic. And I definitely, you know, I, I my, my heart is just, if you start to think about it too much, which you want to, cause you want to honor the people who are going yes, through whatever they're going through. But you're, if you have a, if you have an empathetic brain or heart or soul, it's like, I cannot take this in right now. I, I can't process what's happening. A hundred percent. And I think we're, I, I, I honestly think that it's amazing. The, uh, even with all the devastation, how fortunate we feel in California right now. Right. Because we're so much, in such better shape than New York right now. And I know everyone's like, it's coming, it's coming. I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm so tired of every person I know suddenly becoming a scientific and medical expert. <laughs> it's amazing, Including right? Including the like, president. Oh, exactly. And the people are like, let's put the chat. What do you think is going to happen? I'm like, I don't have the slightest idea. And I start, I find myself repeating things I hear and I'm like, wait a minute. That's not real. That's information I heard from someone, from someone. Please let an expert tell me then I will repeat it and say, this is what an expert said. I don't know. But Speaking of which, are you listening to Howard? It has been a salve for me. The port in the storm. A port in the storm. And sometimes he veers yeah. off and makes me feel crazier. Sometimes. But, but yeah, exactly. But but having Dr. Agus on yes. was like a, a life a lifesaver to me. Dr. Agus is my Fauci. You know, like I just, his optimism, cause I'm a bit of a fatalist or as I like to say, a realist and his <laughs> optimism is really 
important. And yeah. just knowing that Howard's 50 times crazier than will ever be makes me feel more sane. And it's still funny. Yes. Him doing and, and, that and, interview. And again, it's just the normalcy. It's just the yes. sense that like, at, I Sounds wake up at this now. time, I can yeah. listen to him. There's Robin, there's Fred yeah. making a joke. They're making fun of Benji, you know, like good. I right. need something normal. And I couldn't have the repeats because that first week where it was repeats was spiraling me, which is embarrassing that I need that so badly. But in a time of great change, any sort of consistency is helpful for me. I could not agree more. Every He makes me laugh so hard. When he was doing the interview with Tracy Morgan and more people just start showing up at Tracy's house and yeah. you are hearing how Howard is just not understanding what is happening. He's like, he's, you are not quarantining. Yeah. yeah, he's like, this isn't a quarantine. What are you doing? No, no, no. <laughs> and, I, and I find that with friends too, because I, I don't know if you are, but I'm Zooming like friends from high school and people that I haven't talked to in 25 years who yeah. were really important to me. There's yeah. something very grounding about this. And there's something about the Zoom. Like I've had calls with friends on Zoom that I've barely spoken to on the phone over the last 20 exactly. years. And I'm like, hey, let's have a Zoom party. But there's something about that that's like, this is a time when I felt safe and where I felt comfortable and where I knew what was going on. And it helps just to take your mind off it a little bit. And I feel like, but I'm all, what I was going to say is I'm amazed that when I'm on these Zoom, sometimes there's somebody behind me like, Who's that? <laughs> right. Who's just in your house? That's, my favorite are network pitches, though, where you're talking to someone and you see like a kid go through the background or a wife or a husband go through the background. I'm like, right. Because remember those videos from a few years ago where the expert would be interrupted by the kid and that was like the funniest, craziest thing. Now that's every day. Every single day. And I also, Wild. I don't care who knows it. I will openly admit it. I'm fascinated by what's going on behind everybody. Like you have a very beautiful, for those who are not seeing it, it's a beautiful like wallpaper background. Yes, I have an accent wallpaper wall. So then like that has that. And then there's- I I love, oh my God, I love, I was on with a a producer who had all these books and I'm like, I don't care if you've read any of them, what's your favorite (laughs) book on that shelf right now? Just pull it off. I feel like I'm conducting talk show interviews. It's my favorite thing. Totally. And, And I also love like, What's behind, like, literally, like, I, I get it. People are grossed out by the celebrities right now. I am not. I am not <laughs> grossed out by celebrities. They've worked very hard. I want to see their opulence. I know my Show me that backyard. Home. Let's see your backyard. <laughs> let's see the, let's see the house from, um, uh, uh, what was the movie that won the Oscar? Um, Parasite. Let's see that Parasite house, Jennifer <laughs> Lopez. I'm happy for you. You've worked really hard all these years. I'm dying for this. It makes me so happy. And I am inherently nosy. So it is, it's a dream for me. And people like coming on, like I didn't shower today. I'm like, that's fine. I did. So I told you that I shower for you. I can't say it made a huge difference, but you look, you really look gorgeous. But I also think, so I was, I was, I was FaceTime with my mom the other day and she goes, what's this? What's this? Uh, it's my gray hair that I, I do not color my hair, but might keep my hair a little bit shorter. And as it gets longer, it looks whiter and whiter as it goes around. I'm like, yeah, but the fact you know that you only have a few gray hairs and you're as old as you are. I know. It's, am- it's amazing. It's the deal with the devil. Literally. The no, it's really not. But, but I also, I also am like very conscious of the fact that I lost weight last year and I'm like oh boy was this all just so I come back on right now here we go let's no, see no you look perfect just I'm freezing you in time yes freeze me now I'll this will I'll, it'll never get any better but this is <laughs> and this is the one thing I'll say in my corny my corny like trying to be positive I'm I like, like when you do that 
I real I re, and it really is helping me. I'm like, we are one day closer to it being done. Yeah. I don't know if it's five Ooh, days. I haven't heard that yet. We are one day closer to being done. Every single day, we're one day closer. So again, it'd be nice if I knew it was going to be 70 days or 200 days or 30 days, whatever it's going to be. We are one day closer. We are not as far away as we were yesterday. So, so, so bold, so innovative. But I will be (laughs) writing an inspirational calendar when this is done. So, I hope so. So (laughs) let's talk a little professionally. So you guys do a lot of shows. You're very busy. You just mentioned pitch meetings. So what's business as usual now? What's not business as usual? Just catch us up on, on how 495 is doing. Sure. I think that, you know, we are, we're doing everything we can. We're trying to keep the key, you know, business going. We're trying to make sure development's going. We had a couple shows that were almost out the door, ready to walk out the door that obviously got pulled, which no one knew, you know, it was so funny. It happened abruptly, but it happened in a weird kind of drawn out way also, right? Like it was like, okay, we're going to stop down for a week. Everyone, let's try working from home for a week. Okay, let's do it for two weeks. Okay, now we're staying at home. Now this is what it's going to be. So So those were shows that were mid-production? They were, they were, we, we were done with most of our shows, but we had two shows that were about to go into production. Oh, wow. And, and so we had producers on board, ready to go. We had art department and production ready to walk out the door. And, and look, you know, gratefully, honestly, we weren't in the middle of anything. So we didn't have to stop and get people out for safety's sake. Everyone was able to stop what they were doing. Um, but look, the, the, what this has thrown people into is, is tragic on a whole other level too. You know, there's so many people not working, some people out of work. So what we did immediately was go into, we wanted to make sure that we weren't being tone deaf with what we were doing, knowing that this was not just a, a global tragedy, but like a, an economic tragedy. We were like, what do we do? We still need content. We know that there's going to be content needed. So we reached out to the networks that we were closest with and the people we were closest with. So we didn't feel like, hey, we're going to take advantage of this. Like just reaching out to say, what what do you need? What's happening? And what's funny is that the networks, all the networks that we've spoken to over the last month now have changed their story every three or four days. Right. Like we need self-shot. We need this. We need this. We're good here. Now we're going out. So I feel like now that we're a month in, everyone's looking forward to, okay, the gates are going to be lifted. Everything's yep. going to be happening. And who will be ready to go? Who will have who will have the best ideas? Who will be able to modify their footprint, their production footprint? Who will be ready to go with big shows? Who will be ready to go to small shows? Every celebrity is kind of like around right now. So there have been a lot more, I think, celebrity conversations and and people willing to do things that may not have been willing to do them before. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're just trying to not take advantage of this, but try not to leave any stone unturned. And, and for me personally, just personally, it's been a big challenge because there's a part of me that just wants to put my head in the sand, eat soup, pull a blanket over my head and say, let me know when this is done. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you need to be a, you need to, we are, we're in a world where we need to be good leaders and we need to say, this is awful. And if you have something that you need to do, you need to do that. That's the most important thing. If you're not, let's start thinking about what we can do and let's try to put it out of our heads 
and say, the world will be different, but how will we do things differently? So a lot of talking with our heads of production, our heads of post, figuring out how can we do this in a different way? How is it going to be smarter? How is it going to be safer? And I think, gosh, I, I, I'm just amazed at the community and the way that the, the reality community in general has come together because there's been so much sharing of information as opposed to, you know, like a lot of people stockpile. They're like, I've got my own thing. I'm going to do right. my work and I'm going to be the first one out of the gate. There have been so many great conversations I've had with development people, with production people, with post people about how are you handling this? Here's something we were thinking about. Try this. And for us, we were lucky that we we had to figure out how to work remotely for post. And and our head of post just really like worked like an animal for weeks, making sure it was it's it was happening. And now we're up and running. And look, it's a little bit slower. The process is a little bit slower. But the networks understand that, you know, the networks aren't expecting like a light switch, like, okay, now you're going to do it this way. And it's going to have a profound effect on how things are done in the future. Completely. There's so much there with what you just said. So just a few, a few nuggets. First of all, the interesting thing about celebrities, because I do feel the sense that everybody is more accessible, you know, to be able to get a celebrity of any level, before this, it's just so many layers, so hard. Everyone's busy. Everyone's doing stuff. You know, now it feels like the world stopped and everybody's kind of open for business in a different way because they just can't do a lot of stuff. Right. So that's really interesting. Right. And and, and, and trust me, I'm not saying like, oh, we've got some great thing, like, but we've had a lot more conversations than we've right. had. You know, people are more open to talking about it. And, and I think networks are excited about it. You know, you look at what iHeart did, what the iHeart concert was, that self-shot mm-hmm. concert that was the first one out of the gate, which was amazing. amazing. It'll be fascinating to see how these self-shot things are coming, the, the, the Tiger King Fox thing and the Netflix thing and, and yeah. all of that. Like, it's going to be interesting. And I mean, it's also every conversation that I've had with everyone's been like, okay, what are you watching? And everyone for the first time, everyone can kind of catch up for the first time. Everyone can kind of catch up on like, okay, here's where we are. Here's what's happening. Right. Everyone's watching the Tiger King. A lot of people <laughs> watch Orthodox, you know, like. Unorthodox. Oh, unorthodox. Sorry. I thought it was called Orthodox. How dare you. <laughs> I did not watch that yet. I am having so much anxiety that the only thing Howard Stern in the morning and at night, everyone's like, well, what are you binging? I'm like, I can't. I literally can't sit and watch TV because I end up looking at my phone and I'm like, I can't. The yeah. one saving grace for me has been Shit's Creek because I never, I, I, I was the latecomer to it and people were like, you got to stick with it. You got to stick with it. And I did. And once I crossed season one to season two, I was all in, but I'm doing it like one at a time. And now because I was doing it slowly, I'm still only on season four. So I have two full seasons to get through, which is like, I'm rationing it one a night. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Cause I started one and I'm like, it's cute, but it didn't, it wasn't amazing. Like everyone was saying. And then I was disappointed because I felt like this should be my show. But now that everyone's freaking out and I trust you, I feel like I need to go back and just do it and get one. I will tell you this also, if, if you, don't want to go through season one, which you should, because it's actually still good. Mm-hmm. If you start the last episode of season one, just to get you the story of what's happening and you go into season two, it's like the budget changed in season two, okay. the storytelling changed in season two, the characters solidified more. Season two is excellent. Season three is amazing. And I just started, I'm only like a couple into season four and I'm like, it is absolutely what I need right now. How many it seasons is- total? I know it just ended. Yes. 
It just oh, finished. Good. Okay, you got a so, lot more coming. I got a, I got some more. They didn't do a hundred of everyone. Right. They did <laughs> twelve or thirteen each season. It's no, modern like, it, it's no modern family. It's no modern family. So, so that's just something you were saying as well, that the networks have been so understanding. And I'm hearing that from a lot of the producers that I'm talking to, that there's this real camaraderie and partnership and understanding that things are just going to take longer. Things obviously are not going to look as good in circum- certain, certain circumstances. What do you think it's going to mean for the future? Like, how do you think you talked about the footprint changing too? Like, what are the top three things you think are going to change after this is all over in our industry? I think that there's going to be a huge conversation about workflow, you know, like are people working from home are is post happening remotely, all of that. And I think mm-hmm. for the most part, people are going to want to come back to work. They're going to want to be, you know, this has been a good <laughs> reset for people, but I think people are like, okay, I'll be ready to come back to work. But I think that there will be more remote jobs that are happening. I think that everybody is looking now at how many people are on a set, how many people are on a shoot how many people are needed there, how many people are safe there. Because again, I think we're all predicting that there will be some sort of regulations over groups of more than 25 or 50 or 100. And you know, for some big shoots, you need that many people and some you don't. So I think we'll be looking at that carefully. And then I think there will just be a general safety conversation that everyone always thought about anyhow. But I think that you'll be looking at like, how, uh, how are we doing this in the most effective and most safe way? And reality will always be cutting edge and we'll always be doing things before a scripted show will be doing it. So I think people will just be more cautious. And and I really believe, we were having this conversation this morning, I really believe that what people want and are going to want are big, bright, not sappy, but just like loud, fun shows. I think that's what people are going to want. They're going to want things to take their minds off the fact that we've just been through what we're going through and what we will continue going through over the next year but I think that television, we're really lucky. Uh, again, I don't know if you want to say this, but like, I, I love going to the movies, but I don't know when I'm going back to the movies. Oh, definitely. I don't know. I love going to the movies. I feel for it, but like, I can imagine that movie theaters may never open again, or some may never open again. There will always be TV, and we always need TV. And I think that that is really helpful really helpful. So true. And the kind of programming that you guys are known for that really loud escapist fun content. I totally agree. That's what we need because escapism, like when I was looking at the, you're right. What you said about the network mandates changing day to day, because the first week or two was like COVID proof shot from home quarantine related. And now it's just like, we don't care about all that. Let's plan for the regular shows as if we're just sort of over this period because it's the same reason we can't watch the news. Like we don't, we need enough. And that's why I've been doing this podcast twice a week, trying to make it fun. These, this is actually the only COVID related content I've done so far because I know what I want. And of course I listen to my newsy stuff cause I need my fix. I, I don't want to totally bury my head in the sand cause then I won't know what's going on. But I do find that I'm craving just fun, light stuff. So I, I hear what you're saying and it makes total sense you know, I think the biggest fear is, again, just the unknown of the calendar. And then, again, once we're up, do we sh- we have to go back down in the fall? Like, it's just that unknown that I think 
makes everyone nervous. So hard and to plan. All, and we're, you know, if you're, if you're in TV, you're kind of a control freak. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, there's a reason why we all were drawn to this business and it's that we have some sort of control. And I think that we're looking at an industry right now that is so flummoxed by like, oh my God, we actually don't have control. And it's, you know, it's funny because you hear, you know, I have some people, some friends who talk a good game and who you hear stuff about and like, oh, it's never been better. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Just be real. Just be real. Like, it's the same same kind of thing. Like when a show goes on the air and the ratings are going to be like, oh, we were really expecting this. It's like, just be honest. And I think like that's what's nice is I feel like there's been a general, a genuine honesty with people because we all are in the same boat. We all, there's going to be plenty of work. There's going to be plenty of work, trust mm-hmm. me. But we all want to be the smart ones first out of the gate with like, here's something thoughtful. Here's something loud. Here's something fun. Here's something you haven't seen. Here's something you have seen. You know, I think there's going to be such an appetite. It's funny. I have friends. It, it, God, we've been doing this for a month now. I have friends who are like, oh, I'm not sure what to watch now. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I know what to watch now. I'm like, how much time? I always swore that like, Right. I, I always wanted to watch The Wire. I'm like, well, if I come down with polio one yes. day. I'll, or when I retire. Exactly. And by the way, now is my time to watch The Wire and I'm too stressed out. I can't sit down. I know and exactly what you mean. Like that. And I do have friends who have watched a lot of series and burned through a lot of series. And I mean, I always kind of thought like, oh, this would be great for the streamers right now because there's so much back catalog. But people are kind of going past that first page like, yeah, what else? They're not yeah. digging. They're not digging like I would have thought they would. But Well, I also think people are watching reruns of the shows they love because it gives them that comfort. Like I'm yeah. really wanting to go back and rewatch episodes on Showtime, which is one of my favorite shows. Did you watch oh, I it? Love it? I only watched the first season like I, and <sighs> I watched best. it late. I watched it very, very late, like after it was done. And I was so taken by it. I thought it was so funny. You will. But now I can go back and watch them all. It's the perfect, perfect remedy for these oh, times. Yeah. I'll tell you what I'm not going to watch. And I'm so sad because I love it so much is the season of Homeland. Like I love Homeland. I'm like, I feel like I'm too nervous to watch no. that. I, that jumped the shark for me like three or four seasons ago. And oh, I loved no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love every minute of it. And I know this is the last season, so I should really be invested, but I'll wait until this is done and then I'll watch them all. Did the you watch Ozark? Other, that was the one I was just going to say. I'm like, I can't, I can't. So good. I, I found it a great it. escape. I cannot watch Jason Bateman in, in Jeopardy. I can't. I'm getting a Jason so Bateman vibe from you right now. Looking at that's you. The nice, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. By the I way. need to screenshot this. Hold on. I'm going to screenshot this so that I can post it. And then everyone can see the Jason Bateman vibe. I love Jason Bateman and I can't watch him in a, in peril. Like I just, I can't do it. And then people He's are like, fine. it's too much. It's like, it's too much. It's Listen, you got to do what's good for you. Yeah, exactly. And you guys. All right, so let's end on a sunny note. What's the best part of all of this in terms of how our industry will change? What's the number one thing that's going to be that's going to be the thing that is there silver lining? I think that this is a horrible way to have a reset button pushed, but I think there will be good that comes out of a reset. Now there is not good for the tragedies that have happened and for the people whose lives have lost or for the health and for the jobs. But I think that the world was going so fast and there was never a time when you felt like, Oh, we're all in this exact same boat. Yeah, and I think wild, it was, right? it, it was a crazy. Globally. 
because you know like i keep thinking about that i'm like oh it's it's in burbank you're like no no it's in los angeles no it's in california no it's in the world where nothing like this has ever happened in that way no no. like when we got trump it was like oh that's the u.s exactly (laughs) now it's like we all have a virus exactly exactly and and i and i think that there has been a lot of great compassion shown you know, you see neighbors looking out for each other. Yeah. You hear more stories about this. And in the midst of the terrible, terrible stories, there's so much beauty of the people, the, the heroes and, you know, the people who are on the front lines, whether they want to be on the front lines or not. You know, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, like the grocery workers and the restaurant workers. And people are like, you, you can't call them heroes because they have to do this. That's how they're making their living. You know, they don't want to be doing it any more than you'd want to be doing it. Right. And I'm like, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm very, I'm very grateful. And I find myself overwhelmed with gratitude for, yep. for the people who are working and who are helping us and, and giving us the chance to try to like get ourselves back on our feet. Me too. Oh, Drew, you're such a ray of sunshine. You're I love a ray you. of sunshine. I'm so lucky. I'm, this is my second time now on the podcast. So I'm Ooh. very, very excited. And I, counting. I'm excited. You better believe in counting. I see the <laughs> other people who've been on more than once. Now I'm like, mm-hmm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> love you. You're, you're one of my top guests. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll talk. You're my top gay as Andy is Howard to Andy. Can I be, well, I don't know. I, I can't say that. Company? There might be Jason might be upset. I know. That's fine. I'll let it be Jason. He's a buyer. It's fine. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Okay. We'll talk soon. You got it. 